Welcome to another Verb Mono broadcast. Like I said, I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line, a guy who has been in this industry for longer than I've even been on this God Green Earth. The guy is extremely knowledgeable, and he's probably the reason why you have a few specialty tools in your toolbox, or you figured out how to properly change a tire. None other than Jay Clark. Jay, how's it going? Very good. Looking forward to it. Hey, always looking forward to chit-chatting with you, my friend. The well of knowledge that you scoop from is about as deep as it can possibly be. So everybody here listening or watching on YouTube is in for a major, major treat. What's new and exciting in the world of Jay Clark before we get uh, we gotta spin the clocks back and, uh, and talk a little bit about how we got here? I mean, lately, this, this year, there's been a really good this winter was a really good rain winter for us in California. So we had lots of good riding through the winter and a, a fairly mild summer just until the last month. It's gotten real hot and that's about it. And so I've uh, been just riding a bunch, uh, a lot of trail, big trail trips, went to Utah last week and I was in Idaho a few weeks before that. So those were fun. And I, and then working on a lot of builds, I got lots of builds in my shop going on and just keep those going. And, uh, a lot of new bikes coming out. So I'll be working with a lot of the magazines and OEMs on tires and helping those get set and all that, all that kind of stuff. Awesome. For my knowledge, Jay Clark is known for three things. Showing people how to work on their motorcycles because you as well and I know there's some, there's some, uh, some mechanics out there who can use some help. Someone who does some incredible bike builds, including some two strokes that I drew over every single week. And you actually, you're a practitioner. You, you go out and actually enjoy your sport. You ride, ride these bikes uh, and you create that content. Um, I can't imagine that there aren't, aren't some people probably like my dad who live vicariously through you getting to uh, enjoy some of those moist soils, uh, which on a winter that honestly, I, I don't think you guys have seen the, this much rain since maybe back in 2017 when it seemed like it rained every other week. Yeah, it was it was a good winter for that. And it's fun. It's and, and as far as riding, I think it's important in this industry. There's a lot of people who get into it, who all obviously rode as kids and everything. And they get into it and they stop riding once they get into yeah. the industry. And, and there's lots of reasons for that. They're busy. They're traveling. A lot of it has to do with ego. A lot of them, uh, since they're cool now and around a lot of people, uh, whether they're on a race team or whatever, they're around fast people, they're embarrassed to go ride or whatever. Like, I'm not embarrassed at all to ride. I enjoy riding. So it's like, I don't care that my skills aren't uh, there and, and I'm getting older and older. So my skills are only, I hope just to maintain the skills I have as long as I can without getting uh, too hurt. You know, that's the big goal now. It's not getting any faster. So it's just fun to ride. I think if you don't enjoy this industry and ride some, uh, then you might as well just work on something else that's going to pay you better. And, you know, and you'll, you'll still like dirt bikes and, and not despise them. Certainly. No, I, I mean, I'm of the exact same mind, man. Uh, I got a, a pair of Kawasaki's and a KTM in the garage. Um, they're, they're, they're daily drivers. I ride them at least once a week. Uh, otherwise I get pretty grumpy. Just ask my girlfriend about that. But um, like being a practitioner of the sport is, is a very important thing to me. And I think you're right. It does come down to the fact that, like you're so passionate about the sport, you land the job that you want to have, but maybe you work for factory Honda HRC, but your like your riding technique or your skill level doesn't match maybe the the gear that you'd be able to uh, be around, or or like you're gonna ride with Lars Lindstrom, who um, maybe back spin the clock back ten years, and he could probably qualify for an outdoor national. Um, but you know what? Like I'm a mid pack B rider. I'm always gonna be a mid pack B rider, uh, and I, I I just I I can't get enough of it. So 
uh, we'll just keep it rocking. Yeah, exactly. And that's a, and I think that's why you should have fun. And, and if you're not having fun in this deal, then it, it just defeats the whole purpose of being in it. And so that's what's nice about this this industry and this sport. It is fun and it's mainly driven by enthusiasts. And I was thinking about it um, recently, like watching Loretta's and different things. And you know what? I know what it was. It was when I was watching Loretta's and all these kids are thanking all their sponsors every single time, right? All these sponsors and so many of them are in, in, within the industry and there's a term for it, but they're uh, our our industry supports itself so much. I mean, other than a few out, there's very few outside companies supporting our sport. You know, maybe at right. the high level with with the energy drinks and so forth, and at those they're sponsoring some of those events. But for the most part, the kids are all sponsored by, you know, FMF and you know, Decal Works. A lot of companies I work with, right? They're all sponsored by these brands that they list off with Dunlop and everybody. It's all within this sport that keeps it going. You know, they, it feeds on itself. And with, and there's not a lot of sports that do that. Like in football and in stick and ball sports. They're, they're, yeah, they're, you don't see ads the, for bike, helmet, or Rydell. No, no. Anyway. They, they just automatically sell. And then as far as your baseball glove, or your bats and stuff, they just know that you're going to buy them because that's what the pros use. And then you just go to the sports store and you buy their stuff. So within our sport, it's very much supported heavily by the, within the industry. And they all help each other. So there's a big camaraderie, and I think that's because everybody rides and is enthusiasts at yeah. the core. Absolutely. You're never going to flick on the TV and see a, a baseball game with uh, the in-game sponsor being Spalding or, uh, right. or Rawlings or something along those lines. Uh, but those, those companies do benefit big time from mm -hmm. those, uh, those companies. You've been working with companies for, for a lot of years seen the evolution of technologies throughout the years you've seen I, I i would imagine did like i'm i don't think you were doing bike builds back in the day but um you more than likely would have for sure raced and worked on some conventional four fork dirt bikes back in the day maybe even some dual shock bikes back in the day am i dating you too much well i had some yeah definitely i had it. my first real bike was a 77 rm80 and it was a dual shock bike and uh, fun stuff. And then as far as when I really got into working in the industry, it was early nineties. So I started at 93 okay. with Wisecoat. And so getting in there, bikes are pretty far along, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, they have, you know, especially say like if you got an old uh, current YZ 252 stroke, it's very similar to a 90, you know, 93, 95 YZ 252 stroke. It's in the sense that they're not drastically night and day difference. They both are water cooled. They both have disc brakes and similar you know suspension yeah it's a little better but it's it's they're very similar they would accomplish similar things you know what i mean and uh, you put you know chad reed on either one and he's gonna beat me by the same distance uh, you know on either one right yeah so now with four strokes that's where the big advancements come on with fuel injection and uh, all all that comes with that uh, that's been pretty cool and I, I i enjoy that technology part also i have a little bit of luxury of not having to have old one of the downsides of current four strokes and fuel injected bikes is three, five years, seven years later, these bikes are going to be difficult to keep going at this place they're at now. You know what I mean? How good they run those first couple of years. You have those electronics, yeah. uh, you know, electronic things going wrong. There's lots of things over a seven, eight year old fuel injected bike, you know, wire harness capacitor and coils and stators and all these things that can go out and you don't know which one it is. It's very difficult to, to trace down and so that can be difficult with a lot of the current four strokes that we deal with uh, on for for guys who maybe are looking to get a budget bike that's what ends up happening they buy a, a fuel injected bike for four grand and then they 
can spend that much trying to fix it, you know, if it goes wrong. Certainly. So like when, when Jay Clark first embarked on what you do now and you, you worked with, uh, obviously you were at, at uh, Wiseco back in the day, which is a race winning brand. And you, you now work with a lot of race winning brands. In fact, all the race winning brands, the, the brands that sort of fall under that canopy. Um, like when did you first have the idea that like, Hey, I can do some bike builds. I can, I can, I can build these bikes. I, like, I'm sure you did some bikes, uh, bike builds for, the magazines and stuff like that. Where, how did that sort of come about? It just started evolving mainly because I wanted to have a trick bike. So when I was started in the early nineties working that with Wiseco, yeah. So then I, I would get a, uh, I remember working with Yamaha. We sponsored Yamaha uh, and then Kawasaki and worked with different OEMs through Wiseco. So I'd always be able to get a, a good deal on say a used uh, media bike, for instance, a, a six month old bike. Sure. And back then, you know, I think we're buying them for, you know, 25 to three grand or something like for you yeah not a lot of money yeah so it was it was it was kind of cool it was a lot of money to us then because i didn't i could only afford to have one bike you know and um and i didn't trail ride back then we just did moto so i remember getting these bikes and going hey i could do some things and then i could get them the mag the media the magazine to run a story on this bike like dirt rider or whoever it be right and mxa dirt bike and uh so a funny story with that is the other day I don't have, I, I don't have it right here. I have the motocross action. We have a bike on the cover that we did with Michael Fisher from Nebraska. We did a cover and got the bike on the cover and everything. And then on the back page of the magazine, they do this 20 years ago. So 2003, and it's another one of my bikes on the cover. Uh, it was no a Wisco bike. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was really cool. That it was in the same issue that it was 20 years ago, that issue was, so it was 2023 and, and 03. So I'd say the first bike builds that I was kind of really doing were like 94, 95. And those were like, you didn't have a lot of graphic companies and kits and so forth. So a lot of the branding was just, you'd throw some stickers on and then you just talk, Hey, we put a Weiss in here. We got an FMF pipe on and we got the suspension done, that, that kind of thing. And just keep it pretty basic. And that was kind of our, that's what, that's what started it. And so we would start it through the, and then by the, by the, you know, by 2000 or so, then we were just cranking doing those. And now we do uh, anywhere from 18 to 22 bikes a year kind of range of builds, you know, of various, various bikes. Certainly, man. Like, no, you're, you're turning them out all the time. And it seems like it's, uh, you do a bike build for, for the every man, like literally like you got your 125 guys, you got your 252 stroke guys, you got your four stroke guys. Um, I, 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 you know, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before a, a Stark bar rolls into your, uh, uh, garage or something along those lines. But, um, uh, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. Um, but what, what have been, uh, for, give me two, give me two examples. Uh, give me a bike that you really enjoyed the bike build and the, the sort of the finished product you enjoyed, like how the bike turned out. And then also give me one where like, uh, like not necessarily enjoyed the bike build, like you were happy with the finished product, but the bike like generated more attention than you ever thought it would. Well, I guess that'd go for, it's kind of both. It's this KX500. Okay. It's a 91 kicks 500. My buddy, Donnie, who helps me with some video, Donnie Bales, he helps me with okay. videos. We're actually going to meet, we're going to go to twisted today to film some stuff uh, on nice. ECU stuff. We're doing, we're doing there. Yeah, so we're going to go there. Yeah. We're going to film. Uh, it's a really cool thing we're working on, but he's working on some, this, these new bikes have quick shift and putting quick shift on a dual sport bike. People wouldn't think it'd be necessary, but it's really cool. So it's going to be this really new thing, neat thing that we're doing and he can really progress it in. So you could be riding, 
with your throttle, like it half throttle at say through town and just be clicking up on the gears without even letting off. It's a really cool little feature that just retards the ignition just that split second and pretty neat, pretty neat deal what, what he's doing. So anyway, we're going to go film that. Donnie Bales, he came to me with this. He bought it at Redbud. They were out there for a show back okay. when they were doing that whiskey throttle show. They were out there and somebody had a clean uh, uh, KX500. And I say clean, it was relatively clean, but for being over 30 years old, it was about as clean as you're going to get. And the guy sold him at a decent deal and we shipped it to Langston's uh, and Grant was there at the show. So we got it shipped there and we got it. And we started on this thing and then we realized there's uh, KX Gurus is a group of like three guys who know all about KX 500s. And they helped us with, they built one a really trick one for Sonny Garcia that we shot. And so we took a lot of what they did and said, hey, let's do a lot of that. So we figured out, which is a, t it was so much work and time. It, it took us over a year because we take our time and there's this would go here. But the frame, I mean, we, we, uh, scar racing foot peg, the tie pegs, they make mounts for the frame to hold on, you know, current kicks, you know, pegs. So you have to right. get the frame welded and, and the frame needs to be welded and gusseted. So the kicks guru guys, they helped us with that. They got those peg mounts welded on and the frame all gusseted. So that was the next level. They also helped modify the swing arm so it could take a kicks 450 rear wheel and rear brake uh, all the way through. And then front, the front end's relatively easy. We got triple clamps made and then we put on current ish, like 2016, 18. So if, 15, somewhere in there, KX uh, 250 forks, you know, dual spring forks with that whole front end with the front wheel and brakes. Now it's got KX 450 brakes front and rear, you know, more current. And so that was kind of fun to be able to do something like that. It's way more than we usually tackle. Cause I like, I like doing just picking up a brand new 23, get the motor, get a little bit of motor work done, get the suspension done, throw some cool parts on it. It looks awesome and you can ride it all year and it's, it's fun. Uh, this was a bigger thing. And what's cool about this bike is we don't have any plans. I mean, Donnie doesn't, we don't have any plans to sell it. So we bring it out and, oh, Tom Morgan did the engine TMR. And what's cool about that is it actually made it more rideable. Um, I was going to say, it, I rode a KX500 recently. It was not very rideable. I was also yeah. on dry hard pack, so that might not help either. <laughs> yeah. And this one has uh, a couple of things he did. He really balanced the crank heavily. So it has a lot less vibration, still, still vibrates, but a lot less than they normally would. So it's a high end build for that. And then, and he worked on Jeff Ward's by uh, KX 500s back then. And he was wow. really connected with the KX 500s. So, and then there's an auto decomp button. So you hit this button on the head and it's like easier to start in a, a 252 stroke. It's really pretty cool. And so we bring it to the races and just have people start it. People love to come up there and hit the button when we're at the two stroke national, whatever we have them, they, Hey, get down here and start it with, with their tennis shoes on. So it's kind of fun to do that. Uh, so that's been one of our most, you know, kind of involved builds because we did so much, so many little things through it. And, and then we just recently, we added a recluse auto clutch. We're not, we're not huge auto clutch guys, but we thought that would be a bike that would be kind of fun to do it. So we're not so paranoid about having to hold it on. And so we've been testing that a little bit and it's been pretty fun. Uh, so you can just leave it like in third and just like a track like Glen Helen, just roll around everywhere. It's pretty cool. So we're going to mess with that. We'll have a new video coming on that soon. Awesome, dude. That, that is so cool. And yeah, I think there's a lot of people who sort of live vicariously through your build and your ability to sort of like create something really special. Maybe they don't have the financial means. Maybe they don't have the, the mechanical expertise. And that's something that you also help out with is like the, the sense of mastery and the different skills that you've been able to showcase with your YouTube channel, with your Instagram reels, stuff like that. Like it, it I think it's really empowering to a lot of people who like even if they're built like they're working on a two stroke, there's certain things that like go into 
like the techniques of changing tires, doing uh, different bearings and stuff like that, that you're just your average Joe who either works a desk job or maybe they're a bricklayer like me. They don't have those skills. And you know what? They don't have the tools either. Um, and uh, yeah, not only that you're helping them uh, sort of learn how to do those types of things, you're helping them find the tools to do it with. Cause I always find myself when I go to really dig into the heart of my bikes, I often like, it's not that I don't it, like, it's not only that I don't know how to do it. I also don't have the tool for that either. Um, so it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword that you're able to help out with. Yeah. And, and that's, what's been kind of fun. And I think also, I think it's, I hate to use that term empower because it's so, you know, catchy, but, or whatever, but it's, uh, that's what I think it's helped some people get some confidence to go, Hey, if I can do it, you guys can do it. It's not that hard. And at the end of the day, if you do, maybe you break something or you pinch a tube, whatever you do, you learn from it. And you also, um, in most cases are still saving yourself money because you're learning. It's still going to be less than doing it at the shop. If you have to fix something, maybe you did something wrong or whatever. So there's, there's a learning curve there. And I think a lot of people are paranoid nowadays to tackle some of it because they're paranoid of breaking something, making it worse, blowing up their bike, whatever it is. Right. So we try to walk through, you know, when people email us a question, um, I try to, you know, build up their confidence and go, Hey, yeah, you can do this. Just as right, right before you called me, I was taking a photo of some guys trying to figure out how to get his Kickstarter off. It's frozen on there. And so I was, I just took a couple photos and it was of, of what I would use to get it off this CRF 250 he's working on. So I just took some photos and I'm going to email them to him and sh show him what to do. I love it. Uh, yeah, I know you were close to with Motion Pro, uh, a company that I'd like to work closer with, by the way, if you can send me some contact <laughs> info. Uh, but uh, what is the one piece from Motion Pro, like one one uh, specialty uh, tool that you, like if, if I took away all of your Motion Pro stuff, but you can keep one thing, what is it? Uh, it'd have to be your B buddy, like, like, like this guy right here. Is that it? That's because I do tires so much. You have to have yeah. this dude. Uh, and so it helps a ton when you're doing tires to have, to have a, a bead buddy. You can see how, how worn this one is. And I, I have a bunch of these around. I keep them, I have them in the van and everywhere. We have three or so right behind me. And so that B buddy, but uh, what's funny with motion pro just yesterday, I used a tool for the first time that I just got a wheel bearing removing tool, which I've always just dealt with it and punched them out. And then I've used a blind puller sometimes. And now they made a tool specifically for wheel bearing removal. And it was awesome. It worked so good yesterday. I was really surprised because I saw the design. I'm like, oh, this seems silly. And it works so good. I just read the instructions. I'm like, I didn't watch a video on it. Just read, boom, it just worked perfect. So really cool. It's cool that they're always staying on that stuff. And they do make the stuff somewhat reasonably priced for what it is. And they, and they stand behind it. So that's kind of fun with it on the tool side of things. There's so many cool tools. Uh, and I and actually have a new video coming out in a couple of weeks that Rado has helped me with. We just already shot it. Uh, we have to do a few more things uh, on the top tools. So it's like a 25 minute video where I go through all the tools that are kind of like the ones you really need to make sure you have and work your way up to. We talk about that. That's really cool. We'll, we'll keep our eyes up for that. I think you got to get yourself down to SoCal to uh, go check out uh jamie ellis and the guy and the rest of the guys at, at uh, twisted development but i really appreciate the time man this is always fun you got it let me give you a quick uh quick look at the uh bikes oh, these are wow. the cr250s yeah, so these are three cr250s yeah i'm not sure how, how well you can see those but there's uh oh, yeah, then, they look good. See, see this brakes i built uh you know five bikes worth of funnels, brakes man. yeah that's a lot of funnels <laughs> so and and there's our the, the bike, other bikes we're going to work on today and i got one in the back we're going to bring in here to put suspension on so 
it's a full day over here. We're going to, I got a buddy coming right now. We're going to work on some, get some bike stuff done before we head down to Twisted and then, uh, and then be down there and shoot for an hour or two and on the dyno and everything. Love it, my friend. Well, I really appreciate you t taking some time to chat with us today. Um, yeah, keep us in, in, in the loop on uh, the things that you've got going down the pipe, and we'll connect with you again sometime soon. Yeah, I, pre I appreciate what you and Verb is doing. I think Verb is awesome, especially for amateur racing. What they do and showcase is really cool. I love, love a lot of that stuff I see, so it's really cool. Enjoy it. I appreciate the kind words, man. Maybe we'll see you out at a, at a shred tour sometime. Hopefully, hopefully so. Wait, wait, you've got to be close to close to me. I think we're doing. Oh, you know, we're looking to do one at uh, Fox Raceway next year, so that's not too far uh, your neck of the woods. Not at all. And and uh, and you're going to come out for the vet race, so hopefully we can connect then. Yeah, coming down for my birthday. Very cool. Awesome. Thanks, Jay.